What's up everyone, I'm Vikrant and today we'll be talking about some of the most common terms used when it comes to investing. Now these are crucial words you need to know if you are a beginner because a lot of people just use words like bear, bull, bid, ask and all these types of words and if you don't know what they mean then you, you need to know the meaning of these words. So let's begin. The first word we have is stock or a share or equity. What does it mean? Now a stock means a piece of ownership in a company. If there's a company, let's say there's a company called Reliance, then if you buy one share of Reliance, it means that you get a small piece of Reliance. So let's say a company is worth 100 rupees. It issues 100 shares and each share is worth 1 rupee. Okay, that's basic math. So if you buy one share, and there are totally 100 shares, you have 1% ownership in the company. So a stock or share or a stake means ownership in the company. Now this is the most common or the basic term you need to know. Next up we have bull and bear. Now bull market means when the market is going up. You know like if if a market goes from 10,000 points to 12,000 points, the market is going in an upward direction, it means a bull market. If a stock is going up, it also means a bullish stock or if people are buying into that stock heavily it means a bull stock or a bullish sentiment similarly if a stock is going down or if the market is going down it means a bear market like if the market falls from 38,000 points to 35,000 points or if a stock goes from 500 rupees to 100 rupees it means that the stock or the index or the index is bearish so bull means going up bear means coming down Next up we have bid and ask. Now this means, bid means uh, the, the, the price at which a person is willing to buy that stock. For example, the current market price is 100 rupees of let's say stock ABC and the bid price is 99 rupees. That means a person is willing to pay 99 rupees to buy that 100 rupees. Similarly, if the ask price is 101 rupees, it means that a person is asking for 101 rupees to sell that 100 rupee stock so bid means the buying offer and uh, ask means the selling offer next up we have liquidity liquidity means how easily you can convert your asset into cash for example um, if you have a piece of land then how quickly can you sell that land to get cash for it so if when it comes to stock market liquidity is really easy if you are investing into mid caps or large cap companies like you can sell your shares anytime during the market hours and you can get cash within two days so liquidity means ability to convert assets into cash so there are highly liquid assets which can be easily which can easily be converted into cash and there are uh, assets which can which are difficult to convert into cash so for example if you have a really good painting then you might face some problems finding buyers who are willing to buy that painting at the price you want so a piece of collection might be uh, you know might have low liquidity while uh, a stock might have high liquidity next up we have volatility volatility simply means the movement in price for example a stock is at 100 rupees it moves from 100 rupees to 95 rupees then it goes up to 105 rupees then it goes back to let's say 98 rupees and then it goes to 102 rupees and all that stuff so the stock is showing 5% to 10% movement in a day it means that 
the stock is highly volatile and if a stock is at 100 rupees it goes down to 99 rupees and 50 paise it goes up to 101 rupees then it goes down and it's showing low movements that means the stock is not so volatile uh, next up we have dividends now dividend simply means profit shared among the shareholders if a company makes like a hundred rupee profit sorry a hundred crore rupees profit after paying off taxes and debt and loans and all that stuff it can distribute its uh, profits amongst its shareholders so uh, if it gives like one rupee dividend per share and I hold 10 shares I get 10 rupees as dividend if I hold a hundred shares I get a hundred rupees as dividend so not all companies give dividends it's not compulsory but a few companies do next up we have penny stocks now penny stocks or pink sheets are the stocks which have extremely low prices like 5 rupees or 7 rupees or 10 rupees these are extremely uh, low price stocks and uh, as beginners you should probably stay away from these stocks uh, next up we have market cap or market capitalization of a stock let's say there is a company it issues a hundred crore shares and each share is priced at 10 rupees so 100 crore into 10 that's 1000 crores that is the market cap of the company that means the total value of the company in the market now market cap increases and decreases every day based on the share price so market cap simply means the value or the worth of the company portfolio now portfolio means collection of stocks now there can be a portfolio of photographs or portfolio of various things but in investing it means what stocks do you hold for example if you buy stocks of HDFC Bank, Yes Bank, Ashok Leyland and Tata Motors you hold these four companies it means that you have four companies in your portfolio so portfolio simply means collection of stocks next up we have fundamental analysis and technical analysis fundamental analysis is a type of analysis in which you look at the financials or the quality of the stock before you buy that stock for example uh, you look at the annual reports the balance sheets and uh, how much is the company worth its business and technical analysis is the technical part where you look at charts of the stock you use momentum and price and trends and indicators to you know predict or guess where the stock would go and make your investments appropriately so fundamental analysis is mainly for long-term investing and technical analysis is mainly for short-term investing though you can use both for long-term investing short selling short selling simply means making money when stock goes down now I've explained short selling in a previous video so uh, there's a lot about short selling in that video you can refer to that video uh, IPO IPO stands for initial public offering it is the first time when the stocks are made available to the general public uh, when a company is started uh, this strong chance that uh, most of its shares are amongst the promoters so they issue new shares and they offer it to pub sorry they offer it to public for various reasons like raising capital or you know increasing the value of of the company so that's called IPO. Now, a recent IPO was uh, of the company IRCTC, so that was an IPO. Next up, we have stop loss. Stop loss is crucial when it comes to trading. A lot of new traders don't implement a stop loss. 
which is a really bad strategy. So a stop loss simply means a predefined exit when you face a loss. For example, a stock is trading at 100 or 100 rupees and then it goes down to 99 and you set a stop loss when you buy that stock at 98 and when the stock goes down to 98 and hits your stop loss, your broker automatically sells your stock so that you can suffer no more loss. So uh, a stop loss is to minimize your loss. Now there are some drawbacks of stop losses and some benefits of stop loss. But as a trader, it is really important that you need to analyze, sorry, you need to use a stop loss in every trade. Because not using a stop loss can wipe out your entire capital if your trade goes horribly wrong. So always use a stop loss when you're trading. In investing, a stop loss might not matter so much. The next term is annual reports. Now, uh, whenever a company is a public company, according to SEBI guidelines or SEC guidelines in USA, it has to register its name and it has to uh, create a document every year about its performance and it has to disclose every information, not the confidential one, but every financial information about the company. Now investors use an annual report to analyze the quality of company. So we'll talk about annual reports in a further video. It is a crucial part when it comes to long-term investing. Dollar cost averaging or simply averaging. Let's say you bought a stock at uh, 100 rupees. It goes down to 70 rupees. So you have a 30 rupee loss per stock. But then you buy another lot of that stock at uh, 70 rupees. Now you will have more quantity but your loss will be less because you have more number of shares at a lower price. So if if a stock is at 500 rupees and it falls down to 200 rupees and you just simply buy more shares at 200 rupees then your loss will be at a lower price. Your average price will come down. That's called dollar cost averaging. A lot of people do dollar cost averaging on some worthless stocks which are in a complete downtrend and I would not recommend you, you know, average down your position on a weak stock. Always consider the quality of a business when you're averaging down your position. Blue chip stocks. Now blue chip stocks are mainly the biggest companies in, in the country like Infosys, Reliance, TCS, Tata Motors. So these are the multi, you know, like billion dollar companies which are the biggest companies in India. These are called blue chip companies. They are generally the safest to invest in and they have huge market capitalizations, huge volumes and they are highly regulated ones. Close price. Close price. Now closing price of a stock means the price at which, the last price at which the market closed. For example, if the market closes at 3.30 p.m and the stock was at uh, 100 rupees and 50 paise and then the market closed so its closing price was 100 rupees and 50 paise if the stock is at let's say 1221 rupees and then the market closed so the closing price of the stock was 1221 uh, next is day trading now day trading simply means buying and selling of shares on the same day for example you buy Reliance stocks at uh, 11 a.m. in the morning and sell them at 2 p.m. in the afternoon on the same day. So that is called day trading. Now day trading has its own benefits. You get a lot of leverage. You can use it as a regular income and all that stuff. But uh, day trading is a little bit risky for beginners.
Next term is scalping. Scalping is a trading technique in which you buy and sell the stock within 120 seconds. So you may think how am I going to make profits in just 120 seconds. The, the answer lies in the quantity, the leverage and the number of trades. For example, you buy and sell shares very quickly and you get small profits but you make a lot of trades. So by the end of the day all these trades add up to a huge number and you get a big profit and your risk is also minimum because there is no not much price movement in, in the stock. So scalping is basically for advanced or experts because as beginners we have no idea on what stock to scalp and what to do with scalping or how to exit a position in less than 120 seconds. Next term is swing trading. Now swing trading is another type of technique in which you buy a stock and you sell it within four weeks. For example, you buy a stock at uh, 150 rupees on 1st October 2019. Then you have to sell that stock within seven weeks or before 28 October 2019. So it's called swing trading. Now you can swing trade pretty much any stock and swing trading gives some leverage less compared to scalping and day trading. Uh, next up we have leverage. Leverage means increasing the buying capacity of your of your money like uh, if, if you want to buy a house it's priced at let's say 1 crore rupees so there's a strong chance that you don't pay cash of 1 crore rupees to buy that company so to buy that house you pay maybe 10 lakhs or 20 lakhs and then you borrow the remaining from the bank and then the house is yours so basically you bought a house with just 10 or 20 lakh rupees Similarly, in the stock market, your broker gives you some funds to buy a stock which you can later repay him and take a huge profit. For example, if a stock is trading at 100 rupees, your capital is 10,000 rupees, then you cannot buy more than 100 shares with cash because your capital is just 10,000 rupees. But if you use 10x leverage, your capital will be increased to 1 lakh rupees. Now you can buy a 1,000 shares and dealing in bigger quantities results in bigger profits or bigger losses so you can simply multiply your profits and then you can just subtract the profits and give the remaining part to your broker so it may sound complex but it's really simple it just simply means borrowing money to invest or to trade so leverage is an amazing concept when it comes to trading because it multiplies your returns but it is also risky to use leverage Next up we have open price. Opening price of a stock means the price at which a stock opens at 9.15 am in the market. If the stock closes at let's say 1,221 and the next day it opens at 1,225 then the open price is 1,225. Now open and close price are really easy to understand. Uh, next term is quote. Quote is the latest price of the stock. Now quote includes the current price, bid price and the ask price of a stock. Uh, next term is spread. The difference between bid price and ask price is called spread. For example, a stock is at 100 rupees, the bid price is 99 rupees and the ask price is 101 rupees. So 101 minus 99 it comes to 2 rupees. So the spread is 2 rupees. Now spread uh, helps you identify how much gap is there between buyers and sellers. Next term is ticker symbol. Now if, if you want to buy a stock 
then uh, instead of just typing Infosys Limited, you can simply type INFY or the symbol for that stock. For example, uh, Reliance Industries. It's a huge name to type. So you can just type RIL. That's the ticker symbol for Reliance Industries. Or uh, instead of typing Tata Motors Limited when you want to buy that stock, you can just type TATMOT and then you can use symbols to you know save time. So symbols of stocks is called a ticker symbol. Limit order. Limit order means uh, what can I say? If a stock is trading at one hundred and ten rupees, it's the current price of the stock, and you want to buy that stock at a hundred rupees, then you can set a limit order at a one hundred rupees. So whenever that stock will fall at a hundred rupees, your broker will execute the trade on your behalf. Now there are various time frames to how much you can wait for till your order is executed. Like some orders only work until the end of the day, some work up to 45 days or so. Uh, next term is market orders. Now market order means buying stock at the market price. If the stock is at 110 rupees and 50 paise, you place an order, you buy that stock at 110 rupees and 50 paise or so. It simply means buying the stock at the current price instead of the price you want. Next term is trailing stop loss. Now this is an important part when it comes to using stop losses because uh, a trailing stop loss means for example, if a stock is at 100 rupees, you set a stop loss at 98, then the stock goes to 104 rupees. Your stop loss will go up to 100 rupees or 101 rupees according to the uh, settings you have used. So basically, as the stock goes up, your stop loss also goes up. So that even if the stock goes a little down, you can still take a profitable trade. Now, trailing stop loss is great uh, when it comes to investing or in a longer time frame. It's not so effective in a shorter time frame. Uh, next term is PE ratio. Now, PE ratio is an important factor for uh, long-term investing. PE ratio simply stands for price to earnings ratio. It means if the PE ratio of a stock is 10, it means that I have to pay 10 rupees to get 1 rupee. If the PE ratio is 50, it means I have to pay 50 rupees just to get 1 rupee. Now, theoretically, a PE ratio of uh, less than 10 or less than 15 might be a good PE ratio to invest in. But uh, some growth companies, you know, like Infosys back in 2005 had a PE ratio of 60 or 70. And currently, a lot of high growth companies have extremely huge PE ratios. So you cannot value high growth companies based on the PE ratios. Also, some companies have negative PE ratios. Like if a company does not make profit, if it makes losses, then it will have a negative PE ratio or no PE ratio. So that's what you need to understand. Next term is earnings per share. Now earnings per share means how much money you will make on one stock. If a stock is at 100 rupees and the EPS is 3 rupees, that means you will make 3 rupees on a 100 rupee stock. Now uh, earnings per share can be, you know, can be found out easily using, uh, using pretty much any app or you can simply find it in the annual report of a company. Now EPS is not a very good indicator or for uh, 
tool for analyzing short term trades. It is mainly used for long term investing purposes. Next term is Forex or foreign exchange. Now, Forex is a market where currencies are dealt instead of stocks. So, uh, rupee dollar, rupee yen, rupee euro, these all currencies are, you know, dealt or traded in, in the Forex market. This is the largest market one can invest in. Over $4 trillion of currencies are traded every single day in the Forex market. Now, Forex has low price movements like Indian rupee and dollar price might, you know, go from like uh, from 72 rupees to 72.5 rupees or 72.2 rupees. So this huge, sorry, this small movement can give huge profits because forex market gives you a lot of leverage. Now forex is completely different. Uh, there is basically just trading of currencies in the forex market. Next term is hedge funds and mutual funds. Now hedge funds and mutual funds are really common terms used uh, in the stock market. Now hedge funds are not common in India, they are common in uh, United States and Britain and all these countries but mutual funds are really common in India. What these funds do is they collectively take money from individual investors like I let's say I pay 10,000 rupees, you pay 10,000 rupees, uh, person XYZ pays 50,000 rupees. It collects all the money and invests into other companies so basically exports take up your money invest into other companies give you the returns and just take a small commission so this is basically what hedge funds do and mutual funds do now mutual funds basically go for long term to short term purposes there are many types of mutual funds we'll be discussing that in, in, in a future video and mutual funds are professionally managed, you don't need to do anything, you just give, have to give money. So it's good for people who have no knowledge or limited knowledge and who lack time to analyze each company. So it's a great way to build wealth over time. Next concept is hedging. Now hedging simply means creating a long and a short position in uh, of a stock. For example, if a stock is at 100 rupees and you want the stock to go up to maybe 150 rupees but then some negative news broke out so you create an equal position of the stock at 100 rupees for example if you had bought 10 shares at 100 rupees you short 10 shares at 100 rupees so basically your net return will be zero so even if the stock goes down your capital will be protected now this tool is used by professionals and experts now if you're a beginner, chances are you won't use this technique in the market. Next term is DMAT or dematerialized. Now, earlier you used to get certificates of various shares, for example. The next term is diversification. Diversification simply means buying various asset classes or stocks in various sectors. For example, if you buy HDFC Bank, PNB, Yes Bank, Kotak Mahindra Bank, uh, Federal Bank, Bank of India. So you have six stocks, but all these stocks are in one sector. So if something happens in the banking sector, your entire portfolio will, will go down. So if you have stocks in various sectors, like you have TCS, you have Infosys, you have HDFC, you have ITC, you have uh, Lupin, you have maybe uh, Tata Motors or Ashok Leyland. Now you have various sectors. Even if one sector goes down, others will protect your capital. So diversification is crucial when it comes to investing. Next term is 
Next term is intrinsic value. Intrinsic value simply means the real value of an asset. For example, if I ha have a house, it, it's worth 50 lakhs, the real value, and I offer 1 crore rupees for it, like my asking price is 1 crore, then it's highly overpriced. Similarly, if a stock is trading at 100, 100 rupees, its real value is 50 rupees, it's overpriced. But similarly, if its real value is 200 rupees, it's underpriced and it might be a good investment. Now, finding intrinsic value is a tough job and it's based a lot on assumptions. So, you might not have a lot of experience or knowledge about finding intrinsic value, which is fine. We'll talk about that in the future videos. Next term is prospectus. Now, prospectus is simply a document which is uh, which contains the financials, the vision, and the information about a company when it goes public. For example, if I have a private company, then when I want the public to invest in my company, I have to issue a prospectus. Now, a prospectus contains all the documents and uh, all the information about the company. So, people can look at those financials and decide if they want to invest in my company or not. Next term is growth stocks. Now, growth stocks are simply stocks with high P valuation, which have P ratios like 30, 40, 50, even 70 as the P ratio. Um, mainly tech stocks are considered high growth, high P stocks. Now, these have a lot of potential in the future to increase their market cap and their sales and all that stuff. Finding high growth stocks is really easy. Next term is asset allocation. Now, we talked about diversification. It means buying various sectors. Now, asset allocation means buying various assets like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, collectibles and all these other asset classes to protect your capital. So even if the stock market goes down, your bonds or your real estate investments will cover your capital. So it is an important part of investing. We'll talk about that in, in a future video. Next is technical indicators. Technical indicators are simply indicators which are based on the chart of a stock. Now these predict the past performance of the stock and try to you know, give you the future performance. So if a technical indicator which is an RSI gives uh, 20, is below 20, then it gives you a buy signal so that buying that stock might be a good choice because the stock would go up. So now this is based on past performance so it is not entirely correct but it helps a technical analyst to uh, identify the, the stock and its future performance. So that's it guys, these were the 50 common terms used in stock market. Now you might have not understood a lot of these terms because you are big enough but when you have 6 months or a year of experience these will be a piece of cake. You will know the meaning of each one of these terms and will and I'll make a video or multiple videos on uh, depth about these stocks or these terms. So stay tuned. Thank you for watching. See you next time and bye bye.